Modern World History Patterns of Interaction, Chapter 5, Section 4, Absolute Rulers of Russia, Setting the Stage. Ivan III of Moscow, who ruled Russia from 1462 to 1505, accomplished several things. First, he conquered much of the territory around Moscow. Second, he liberated Russia from the Mongols. Third, he began to centralize the Russian government. Ivan III was succeeded by his son, Vasily, who ruled for 28 years. Vasily continued his father's work of adding territory to the growing Russian state. He also increased the power of the central government. This trend continued under his son, Ivan IV, who would become an absolute ruler. The First Tsar Ivan IV, called Ivan the Terrible, came to the throne in 1533 when he was only three years old. His young life was disrupted by the struggles for power among Russia's landowning nobles, known as boyars. The boyars fought to control young Ivan. When he was 16, Ivan seized power and had himself crowned Tsar. This title meant Caesar, and Ivan was the first Russian ruler to use it officially. He also married the beautiful Anastasia, related to an old boyar family, the Romanovs. The years from 1547 to 1560 are often called Ivan's good period. He won great victories, added lands to Russia, gave Russia a code of laws, and ruled justly. Rule by Terror Ivan's bad period began in 1560 after Anastasia died. Accusing the boyars of poisoning his wife, Ivan turned against them. He organized his own police force, whose chief duty was to hunt down and murder people Ivan considered traitors. The members of this police force dressed in black and rode black horses. Using these secret police, Ivan executed many boyars, their families, and the peasants who worked their lands. Thousands of people died. Ivan seized the boyars' estates and gave them to a new class of nobles, who had to remain loyal to him or lose their land. Eventually, Ivan committed an act that was both a personal tragedy and a national disaster. In 1581, during a violent quarrel, he killed his oldest son and heir. When Ivan died three years later, only his weak second son was left to rule. Rise of the Romanovs Ivan's son proved to be physically and mentally incapable of ruling. After he died without an heir, Russia experienced a period of turmoil known as the Time of Troubles. Boyars, boyars struggled for power, and heirs of czars died under mysterious conditions. Several impostors tried to claim the throne. Finally, in 1613, representatives from many Russian cities met to choose the next czar. Their choice was Michael Romanov, grandnephew of Ivan the Terrible's wife, Anastasia. Thus began the Romanov dynasty, which ruled Russia for 300 years, 1613 to 1917. Peter the Great comes to power. Over time, the Romanovs restored order to Russia. They strengthened government by passing a law code and putting down a revolt. 
This paved the way for the absolute rule of Tsar Peter I. At first, Peter shared the throne with his half-brother. However, in 1696, Peter became sole ruler of Russia. He is known to history as Peter the Great because he was one of Russia's greatest reformers. He also continued the trend of increasing the Tsar's power. Russia contrasts with Europe. When Peter I came to power, Russia was still a land of boyars and serfs. Serfdom in Russia lasted into the mid-1800s, much longer than it did in Western Europe. Russian landowners wanted serfs to stay on the land and produce large harvests. The landowners treated the serfs like property. When a Russian landowner sold a piece of land, he sold the serfs with it. Landowners could give away serfs as presents or to pay debt. It was also against the law for serfs to run away from their owners. Most boyars knew little of Western Europe. In the Middle Ages, Russia had looked to Constantinople, not to Rome, for, le for leadership. Then, Mongol rule had cut Russia off from the Renaissance and the Age of Exploration. Geographic barriers also isolated Russia. Its only seaport, Archangel, in northern Russia, was choked with ice much of the year. The few travelers who reached Moscow were usually Dutch or German, and they had to stay in a separate part of the city. Religious differences widened the gap between Western Europe and Russia. The Russians had adopted the Eastern Orthodox branch of Christianity. Western Europeans were mostly Catholics or Protestants, and the Russians viewed them as heretics and avoided them. Peter visits the West. In the 1680s, people in the German quarter of Moscow were accustomed to seeing the young Peter striding through their neighborhoods on his long legs. Peter was more than six and a half feet tall. He was fascinated by the modern tools and machines in the foreigner's shops. Above all, he had a passion for ships and the sea. The young Tsar believed that Russia's future depended on having a warm water port. Only then could Russia compete with the more modern states of Western Europe. Peter was 24 years old when he became the sole ruler of Russia. In 1697, just one year later, he embarked on the Grand Embassy, a long visit to Western Europe. One of Peter's goals was to learn about European customs and manufacturing techniques. Never before had a czar traveled among Western heretics. Peter rules absolutely. Inspired by his trip to the West, Peter resolved that Russia would compete with Europe on both military and commercial terms. Peter's goal of westernization, of using Western Europe as a model for change, was not an end in itself. Peter saw it as a way to make Russia stronger. Peter's Reforms Although Peter believed Russia needed to change, he knew that many of his people disagreed. As he said to one official, quote, For you know yourself that though a thing be good and necessary, our people will not do it unless forced to. End quote. To force change upon his state, Peter increased his power as an absolute ruler. Peter brought the Russian Orthodox Church under state control. He abolished the office of patriarch, the head of church. He set up a group called the Holy Snod to run the church under his direction. Like Ivan the Terrible, Peter reduced the power of the great landowners. He recruited men from lower-ranking families. He then promoted them to positions of authority 
and rewarded them with grants of land. To modernize his army, Peter hired European officers who drilled his soldiers in European tactics with European weapons. Being a soldier became a lifelong job. By the time of Peter's death, the Russian army numbered 200,000 men. To pay for this huge army, Peter imposed heavy taxes. Westernizing Russia As part of his attempts to westernize Russia, Peter undertook the following. Introduced potatoes, which became a staple of the Russian diet. Started Russia's first newspaper and edited, edited its first issue himself. Raised women's status by having them attend social gatherings. Ordered the nobles to give up their traditional clothes for Western fashions. Advanced education by opening a school of navigation and introducing schools for the arts and the sciences. Peter believed that education was a key to Russia's progress. In former times, subjects were forbidden under the pain of death to study the sciences in foreign lands. Now subjects were not only permitted to leave the country, many were forced to do it. Establishing St. Petersburg To promote education and growth, Peter wanted a seaport that would make it easier to travel to the west. Therefore, Peter fought Sweden to gain a piece of the Baltic coast. After 21 long years of war, Russia finally won the window on Europe that Peter had so desperately wanted. Actually, Peter had secured that window many years before Sweden officially surrendered it. In 1703, he began building a new city on Swedish lands occupied by Russian troops. Although the swampy site was un unhealthful, it seemed ideal to Peter. Ships could sail down the Neva River, into the Baltic Sea, and on to, the Western, on to Western Europe. Peter called the city St. Petersburg after his patron saint. To build a city on a desolate swamp was no easy matter. Every summer, the army forced thousands of luckless serfs to leave home and work in St. Petersburg. An estimated 25,000 to 100,000 people died from the terrible working conditions and widespread diseases. When St. Petersburg was finished, Peter ordered many Russian nobles to leave the comforts of Moscow and settle in his new capital. In time, St. Petersburg became a busy port. For better or worse, Peter the Great had tried to westernize and reformed the culture and government of Russia. To an amazing extent, he had succeeded. By the time of his death in 1725, Russia was a power to be reckoned with in Europe. Meanwhile, another great European power, England, had been developing a form of government that limited the power of absolute monarchs, as you will see in Section 5.